You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Now that heart is beating fast, and that's the rhythm I can dance to. I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to, that one big heart that's beating fast. Tomorrow morning, let it rain. Tomorrow morning, let it pour. Tonight we're in the groove together. Ain't gonna worry about stormy weather. Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Beat out all trouble and drum. Beat out all trouble and drum. Beat out. And kick all trouble out the door Beat me that rhythm on the drum Beat me that rhythm on the drum Beat me that rhythm on the drum And kick all trouble out the door Kick him 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 out the door And uh, here we are We're all online what? All our mics are on. We're all good what do you to mean go. We're online? Don't say what, what? watch. That's very rude. You should say pardon. Now, Kelly, <laughs> Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. Joe, we're online. Are we on this virtual computer crap again? No, no. Like, no. isn't that what radio presenters say? Now we're online. Oh, you may, but I, I don't. don't. Know. Look, this is Radical Australia, <laughs> community radio, 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. It's 4.02pm on the 2nd of November, 2022, and the program is podcast. And Kelly does a wonderful job as the world's greatest producer, and I'm humbled to be in the studio with her. How are you, Kelly? I'm very well. I'm pretty excited that our guest is here. I've our been, guest, I've, your guest. Our guest. I've been trying to get him on for a little while what, now. What, is he a celebrity? I think he's a little bit of a local celebrity. Local, what? Yeah. F-grade F celeb. L- little Fitzroy F- boy. Local F-grade celebrity. A Fitzroy boy. Oh, I don't know if he's okay. not. I think he might be a Geelong boy originally. Well, then not, if he, no, 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 no. If, he's, if he comes from Geelong, he's not a celebrity. It'll be like Tony Millman, you know. All right. Hey, we invented the, the goon bag down in Geelong. Yeah. I'll have you know. The goon bag. <laughs> That's our All claim right. to frame. Look, we're actually chatting. Now, let's see if I get this right. With Samuel, Sam Woolman. How art thou? I'm good. How are you going? Right oh, I love I'm, the sound effects. What sound effects? That's real crowd in the corridor. We do live <laughs> interviews with a huge crowd. Eat your Oh, party. there they are, yeah. Eat See, your... in the back. Yeah, there they are. You don't believe it. Do like at the footy, you know, when they have those yeah, yeah. virtual people in the sides. And it's not canned laughter either. No. Now, Sam. So you're an F-grade celebrity. What If you're an F-grade celebrity, I need to know who opened the show. Who was the artist? Oh, well, I feel like I'm, like, known within a very small circle. <laughs> like, some people feel like I'm, like, familiar to a lot of folks, but that's only within a very specific world. So maybe, like, maybe we'd have a reunion of red gum or something like that that would be nice a reunion like, of red gum i like their politics you know he doesn't know what you're talking about you know red gum no he doesn't i know. do know red gum red gum is a regular caller 
on talk back with attitude. <laughs> it's true. He is. What do you mean? The band? There's, no, there's no. another person oh, called Red Gold. Oh, yeah, it'll be him. Yeah. Bloody tree hugger used to ring us for ages. And so he's a we, fire starter, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. Oh, no, he's oh, a geez. fire putter out. So we called him Red Gold. <laughs> nice. Now, who is it? Come on. Icon. Australian icon. Oh, who yeah. would we have? What do you mean? Like for music? That person who sang yeah, the yeah, intro yeah. tune. Oh, yeah. Do I have a clue about who that was? I've never heard that song. Y- you are. The surname is named <laughs> after a beach near Anglesey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you Look, stumped me. You stumped how about, me. How about Margaret? Margaret. Girls in our something. town. Oh, f- one of our greatest interviews when we actually did interview a celebrity who wasn't F grade. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's young. How, what year were you born? Uh, 85. Oh, no wonder you wouldn't know Margaret Roadnight, would you? No, never even heard the name. Doesn't ring a bell. I, I, I cannot believe Isn't that this. a nude beach? Um, I'm not sure. Point, Point Roadnight. Roadnight. Ask yeah. Kelly. Ask Kelly. Sure. I mean, anywhere's a nude beach with the right attitude, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's right. No, I don't think that one is. Yeah. Kelly would know if it's a nude beach. Yeah, she I would. She knew yeah. every nude beach. <laughs> I've got from, nothing against nudity. No, no. From Melbourne to Sejuna, she knows every nude beach. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, in a past life, she was a bit of a beach bum. Now, what do you mean a past life? <laughs> well, these days, I don't want to expose where you live because people will be disappointed. They'd think, you know, of you as an inner city Can you girl. get on with the interview and stop hassling me? No, this is good. It's, like, well, it's, like, it's like jazz. Yeah. Just free form, you know? <laughs> I do I like it. He's going to cross the line at some stage, though. I'm sure he is. <laughs> now, Sam, you won't believe this. <laughs> Kelly said to me, we're interviewing somebody who's well known. And I said, who is it? And I, she said, Sam Woolman. And I said, who's that? I've never heard of him. And she said, he draws things. <laughs> Hidden behind the cartoons. Yeah. That's the way I like it usually. This is not my natural element, really. So were you born in Geelong? Yeah. Unbelievable. In 85. That's right. At the Geelong Hospital? Yes. Are your parents still alive? They are, they are. So we They're getting say, on, though. They're getting we, can't, on. we can't say bad things about them. Uh, unfortunately, I was on the ABC recently talking, and there was a little bit about me talking about gay beats, and I had the foresight to say, sorry, Mum, and tell the producer maybe we could cut that. But And then she called me and said, do we have to cut it? I'm like, she said, you're allowed to have a sex life, so we left it in, but... No, this is this is free CR. It You're was very lot. cute. We, we don't <laughs> Keep it G-rated. Do, we don't do sex life. <laughs> all right, all our guests are. Joe doesn't know what a sex life. Is. <laughs> I wouldn't know what it is. You know, at my age, how would I know? Now no, they're, they're very accepting, so I've forced them to be. Right, right. <laughs> you realise you've crossed the line. We don't mention the Royal Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Oh. It's free CR. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. Not but be- you're like the punk Philip Adams, so... Well, I wish Philip Adams had the intellect that um, <laughs> Kelly has, but that's a different story. So you're born in Geelong. You can't say anything about your parents because they're elderly and they may have heart attacks. <laughs> Did you have any of you any siblings? I do. i got a big brother and a big sister. Did they beat you up as a kid? Uh, let's not go into that on the radio. <laughs> Well, this is a cheap counselling session. I love it. Uh, no, no, it's not cheap. <laughs> we give you a bill, and the current psychiatric uh, billing rate is a dollar fifty per second. So expect a bill for over five hundred dollars at the end of the consultation. Plus, my assistant will get two hundred and fifty dollars. 
Oh, that's great. <laughs> nice. Oh, right. So if you, want to, make, if you want to make it a counselling session, I'm happy to do it. I've got a lot of experience. Well, confessional. I've been a doctor for 47 years. Wow. I can drag out all that shit out of you. But if you want to make it interesting, let's move away. Yeah, right? let's go. So did you go to kinder? I did, I did. I think I went to two, actually. So I don't know if that's ex- normal. You weren't expelled. We had a guest once who was expelled from Kinta. <laughs> I think I do remember peeing in the sandpit, but... That's normal. And not intentionally. I'm not no, no, not no. being a bad boy. I just... Yeah, just it was a mess, probably. You, you just needed to go. Just, yeah. Yeah, all right. Okay, let's let's move on to primary <laughs> school. This is pretty predictable. So, <laughs> obviously, you were one of these talented kids with a pencil in primary school. I did draw compulsively, but the, t- the teachers, like, there was mixed feelings about it because I would often draw them, and mm-hmm. to caricature someone, you have to choose their eccentricity. So, And some of them were like a cartoonist dream, for yeah. real, like yeah. walking caricature, but yeah, they, they would get very triggered, especially like, there was one teacher that every time I was even writing, he would sort of get paranoid and be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, <laughs> what are you doing, Sam? <laughs> I'm doing what you told me to. He's like, you're not drawing me, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't stop me drawing. Yeah. So you were born with an innate ability. Um, that's a tough one. I feel like, yeah, my grandma drew, and apparently a great grandma as well. My mum's pretty good. Mm. I, th- I do think, yeah, you probably have some tendency, but mm. I spent so much time. You know, I was just a bit of an outsider kid, so drawing was a way to express myself and be understood and dodge the bullies and all that. So. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a little bit of predisposition and then just like thousands of hours. Well, you're very, very, very lucky you weren't born in the 90s. Why is that? Because you'd be a bloody gamer. Oh, you true. Know, I might have wasted all my look, drawing time. You would have, yeah. That's, that's a good no, point. No, it is a good point. <laughs> yeah. I, no, seriously, because <laughs> each generation you find that people develop different skills because of the technological, you know, advantages they have or disadvantages so i mean to be able to draw and as you said it's like being a footballer or a tennis player <laughs> i didn't say that no no i'm saying that it's right. the same no it's the same thing really? you've, got, you've got an innate ability but then you've got to work at it yeah, yeah. you've got to work at it you've got to do thousands of hours to yep. perfect your art yeah that's the thing because everyone always says oh i wish i could draw i could never draw i've probably heard that a thousand times and i always think like if you can write your name and hold a pen you can probably draw something mm-hmm. and like a naive illustrative style is actually very charming often so i encourage it but at the same time i get it because i'm not i've never been that good at sport and so therefore i'm not that inclined to have a shot because humans don't really like doing stuff that we're not already good at so i can empathize but I'm also just like, just have a doodle. Like, it's a good, good way to express yourself. Mm. Kill some time. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah my, just make invent yeah. a little world, you know? Yeah, my late wife, who was an artist, said she would take a line for a walk. That's a nice saying. Yeah, it's an old saying, take a line for a walk. So, obviously, that's... What do you draw with? As a kid. Um, Not now, as a kid. What just, you... just black ink. Black just ink? full goth mode. My mum said she would buy me paint, coloured paints, and I'd just be like, nah. No. Stick with the plaque, even as a little, a really little kid. Now, nowadays, I work with an iPad, very soulless, but try my hardest oh, to make it look Sam, organic. Sam, Sam, let's not dwell on that's that. Oversharing, oh, it? That's oversharing, isn't it? That's dirty. Uh, <laughs> that's like being on the ABC here at FreeCR. <laughs> that's disgusting. High school, obviously, what, Geelong High? Geelong right? High, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Good school. The, yeah, the little boy who came in with the little pencil, how did that go? <laughs> 
more of the same, you know, just being a, a shy, weird, queer kid and then just having that as a way to uh-huh. sort of, I don't know, fly under the radar and make people laugh. And yeah, yeah it just, yeah, it was good fun. And like, they were quite good to me, letting me do extracurricular art stuff. They let me make zines during class sometimes. And um, yeah, I think, you know, being in public school was pros and cons. I think it was probably less structured, which worked for me in the end because some of the teachers were like, oh, this guy's really into this. Yeah. So they did yeah. make, like, um, they just, yeah, they'd buy me extra art supplies with a little bit of the extra budget and sort of siphon it to me and Look, with a nod and a wink. Yeah, don't worry about Kelly walking out. She does this. <laughs> interviews. You're safe, all right? There's a piece of glass between us, okay? Yeah. So I'm not going to be cruel till she comes back. <laughs> so did you actually graduate? I did, yeah. Yep. Honours, I assume? I did quite well. I think I got Ducks of the School. Ducks enough. of the School at Geelong High. I mean, it's all relative. It's well, Geelong High. Hang on, hang on. No, no, hang on. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Don't, don't denigrate yourself. Ducks of the School. What subjects? Um, actually, in art and English, which right. was, no. yeah, surprising. No, it's not surprising. No? I was such a stoner, though. <laughs> I, don't know how I don't know how it happened. What do you mean you were a stoner? Don't tell me at that tender age you were experimenting. Oh. Quite a bit, quite, quite a bit. <laughs> what, did you grow your own? No, I had, <laughs> I had some good sources, but that, that, it kind of lent itself to just doing really detailed, large artwork, that drug use actually. like Yeah, uh-huh. one of the pieces I did, they bought, and I think it's still hanging in the school, which is, uh-huh. I'm really like touched by that. Like I, I'm sure I'd wince to see the drawing now, but it was a bit of an honour at the time. Yeah, so what have they got? Sam Stone, a woman on, underneath the art. <laughs> Peace, no? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> this is what happens when you go to Geelong High. All right. Okay. The world's your oyster. <clears throat> Ducks of the school. Oh, God. What happens? The doors open or they, <laughs> or they shut in your face? Um, I started working at a call centre. <clears throat> which excuse was- me. Ex- excuse me. You're a talented artist. Why would you work at a call centre? <laughs> Come on, give me a break. You gotta, you gotta pay the bills, you know. Well, Not a lot of money in drawing. Didn't you go to university or something? I did, I did. That was at the same time. Right, um, you were working in a call centre. Didn't you? Didn't you have rich parents to support you? No, I've not got any money from them since my teen years, to be honest. Um, but the call centre was good because, again, it's the time you're sitting down. No one, no one can see that you're drawing all the people that you're talking to, um. and that's sort of how. I clicked that this might actually be something to make a life out of because the way the people I worked with reacted to these goofy drawings, like yeah. we were just trying to imagine what the person we were talking to looked like and draw silly pictures and like mm. the funniest, most awful things they would say to us, we would turn into cartoons. And I just thought it was just what I do without even thinking. And people would be like, wow, that's amazing. I'm like, is it? No. Okay. And then, yeah, I started to take it a little bit more seriously. And, and what did the supervisor think of all this? They they loved it. Like they they, loved it most too. of the supervisors yeah. came off the shop floor as well, so oh, they had right. the same psychology. Like, and yeah. okay, can I like, as, as long as you're, yeah, making the calls, that's all do right. you think? Were you cold calling, were you? Yeah, it was what, like... What were you doing? What were you we were doing uh, market research, like oh, the hello? Morgan Gallup poll. Yeah. Come on, ask me. Come on, ask me. Oh, let's, oh, let's pretend, you know, you're ringing say? me up. This is cold a long, call. Come this on. is half a lifetime. I know, I know. Ring me up. Come on, ring hey, me up. Hey, this is ring, Sam ring, ring, ring. calling from Roy Morgan Research. Oh, we're conducting off. a show. <laughs> 
how often, how often. and you'd be like well fair enough the, the more disconcerting ones were the people that really wanted to chat like cause, yeah because if they chat you can't call yeah, somebody else yeah. there's a tension because you you feel bad because you call like an older person like there's a loneliness epidemic so yeah, you kind of you yeah, get it yeah and you want to have a chat but you have to keep oh, it moving or you get in trouble yeah i want to kill myself there's nothing oh, worth yeah. living yeah people are psychologists at call centers yes know? Yeah, every, every job is like 10 jobs, right? And de- definitely being a call center worker is being right. a shrink too. And a social worker. and yeah, yeah. yeah. As long as you don't lend them money. <laughs> <laughs> so is this when you realize you could actually make a little bit of money out of this drawing caper? Um, I don't think that I thought there would be much money, but... Uh. Um, it's just when I thought there might be something a bit more special that I could do with the work. So I started yeah. printing little booklets and yeah. making them nicer and nicer, trying to... You were print- one of these zine... Yeah, zine, but I kind I, of... I'm old enough to remember zine. Nice. You know, in Sometimes the I feel like I gentrified zines a bit because I started making them really schmick and oh. like, just trying to make them as fancy as I could. But right, right. Um, when you sell fifteen for a buck each, yeah, it wasn't yeah. Well, it wasn't great <laughs> <laughs> and appalling little things like terrible publications. Well, give us, tell us about the most appalling one. Come on, oh, nobody God. listens to the program. Yes, they were just very like all teenage boys just drawing a lot of. Penises, you know, things like that. Just, really? just diary comics, but just oh. oversharing things. And I just wince. You wince. And it's all on paper, all recorded. It's all recorded. Damn it's it. out there. That's like kids, kids now with when they get social media too young and they just yeah. run their mouths. You know, yeah, so. it's the, the earlier equivalent. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, what happened to your university career? Um, well, I studied communications, so I do think that well, call center communications makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took it very seriously. So I do think it helped, like it taught me how to use, you know, Photoshop and all that, um, mm-hmm. some writing skills and stuff about visual communication that I, I do think indirectly I use now. Um, Where did you go to uni, Sam? RMIT in the city. It's not a real university, remember that's... Th- it's an institute of technology. Oh, that's right. It started by the unions. That's right. That's right. The old working man's college, right? Say that again, yep. I missed that. Started by the unions, came out oh. of the Mechanics Institute movement, which was established to actually educate workers. Ever heard of Chummy Fleming? I have. Who, who is that? Uh, he was a, a very early an- Melbourne anarchist right. in the 1880s. He actually went to jail for leading a campaign to open the State Library on Sunday. Oh, I've heard about that. They're borderline rioting, right? That's right. For the Sunday opening of the library. And then, Beautiful. But the, but the irony was that they eventually won the struggle, but none of the workers went <laughs> to the library on Sunday and they closed it because oh. nobody was using it. Well, at least they won the campaign, I guess. Yeah, yeah poor was. old chubby, the irony of it all. So it was just his idea and no one else actually. <laughs> no, 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 no. People, people were interested in the idea. You he, can imagine because yeah. they'd say, well, you know, yeah. the working class are busy Monday to Friday so when the it, libraries are open. Yeah, because it, to... it was actually, in, it was part of the RMIT movement. Right. It was at the same time. And they wanted the libraries open on yeah. Sunday because workers, you had an eight-hour, six-day week. Yeah. Well, obviously, you had to go to church on Sunday. Yeah. And they wanted the library open so people could actually utilise it. But once, he even went to jail, as I said. Wow, because he was for it. Down to uh, Pentridge. Well, and, people forget that that, that yeah. eight-hour, like that was such a big dimension of the eight-hour push. It was like we yeah. demand time to, to, to then educate ourselves that's better right. and right. have time to 
better inform our situation so we can organize more. Like yeah, people just yeah. act like, oh, eight hours is just for leisure time. No, no, no. no. They wanted time to be able to resist more as well. All right. So did you finish your uni course? I did somehow. I was very yeah. depressed towards the end. I was not enjoying it, but more? my more lecturer depressed. was like, she's just like, just stick with it. Get it done. And I'm, glad, I'm glad I did, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you move on to a master's and a doctorate? No, no, no interest in no, further no, study, no, no, to be no. honest. No. So, what is a degree in communication? Did you work for a minister? You know, no, nothing, nothing like that. Nothing really. Just no. went into like social work and disability support work after mm. that, and mm. Um, mm. then dipped back into call centres, became a delegate, and then got poached by my union to be an organiser oh, for them. Like and then, what, what jumping you, ahead now? What union was this? Uh, that was the National Union of Workers was. At, that, at that stage. They've amalgamated yeah. to become UWU, United Workers yeah. Union. So how did you feel about being a delegate? How hard was it? In that? What year was this? What year? Uh, that was like 10, 10 years ago, actually, right. this year. Yes. Um, Difficult period. Yeah, it was hard. And call centres, yeah, they're not very unionised. It's very casualised work. Um, yeah, n- lot of, not a lot of political consciousness in you know in terms of industrial stuff amongst the other people i was working with but it was good like it was because the stakes like the un- the union was just chuffed that like one time i got everyone to wear a sticker about whatever we were pushing for and the union thought it was the most militant thing i'm like <laughs> this is just a sticker they're like what well, nothing happens in this industry we're trying to get it going so uh, it was yeah and then out of that i ended up getting offered a job so a job yeah with the union doing working, what uh, working in their call centre to start with. I oh, the experience that you call Oh, I got a call centre for call centre yeah. workers. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. brilliant. The Bushka of yeah, call yeah, centres. Yeah. That is so brilliant, Sam. <laughs> I mean, you've had an extraordinary life. <laughs> How long did that last? Uh, well, I went into like an organising role with the union mm. and then I think I was there, I don't know, two or three years, but my drawing started taking off more at that time. What and then it started flying. Well, uh, I just started off, getting off more shelf. opportunities. What do you mean opportunities? You're not, you're not one of these taggers, are you? No, like I was doing like graphic essays and right. comics journalism and these sorts of things and people would hit me up and I was like, well, I'm better at drawing than I am organising. So, yeah, yeah. And I feel like, yeah, my contribution to to comics or whatever is more unique than my contribution to Union organising. Right. Um, so so I picked the, I picked the side and yeah, been drawing since. Do you remember the day you picked the side? I do. I do. Tell us about it. Well, it kind of like it was a very embodied, like crossroads because my hand I got carpal tunnel syndrome from typing in the forms and then all the drawing after work. Like I was just working myself ragged, and so my body was just like, wait, you got to choose. And um, I told my boss, who's a good friend of mine, and he was like. I couldn't. I know he thought I was bullshitting to get out of the job, but yeah, I just, I just thought, no, nah, I've got to, I've got to pick one. Um, I'm going to pick the one that makes me happier, and I feel like, yeah, my contribution's more unique. So, I made, I made it with a, with a, a happy mind. Mm, but did it pay the rent initially? <laughs> not really. It's not an endless <laughs> scramble. Nah, it's not, not great being a cartoonist. I like, I get a lot of solidarity from different people and you know organizations that i work for will pay me a little bit extra because they know that a lot of the work i do is unpaid and i have a patreon so people chuck me a couple bucks a month a bunch of people do that so Mm. yeah i just have 
a lot of different ways that I get a little bit of income through the art and that's how I stitch together mm. maybe some something resembling the minimum wage maybe maybe right. but I work a lot yeah so I just want to go back a, a step or two because you know you've made this very important decision to actually go it alone you know you've got a particular talent and you're going it alone and I remember when I was in South Korea, I've been there a few times, they actually had a system, what they called an, an intangible, uh, was it an intangible person or something like that? And they're actually skilled tradespeople or cartoonists or whatever in a particular area who've been doing things, and they're actually paid by the state Oh wow! to, to continue producing. Uh, this type of work. That's and, great. And, Just, and I've always thought that we should have something yeah. in Australia for people like you who do make an extraordinary con- contribution to society but are actually not able to develop themselves to their fullest potential because of the financial barriers. It is It is tricky that certain a lot of things that our society needs just don't fit into the free market system yeah, like yeah. art well, being well, just well, one south of a korea, million well, things well, south korea is a free market it's, they, oh, were really? called, they were called intangible cultural assets right okay <laughs> so Isn't you could be <laughs> you could be an intangible <laughs> cultural asset which would allow you you get a stipend would allow you to produce I'd feel bad money. though. I'd be like, well, well, what about my friend who's like a single parent or something, you know? Like, and then I'd want to, no, yeah, no, I guess no. that's just well, an argument give, for the you UBI. Give, you, could give, you could give a friend who's a single parent money. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. It's, I guess it's mm-hmm. just an expanded mm-hmm. grant program mm-hmm. with a bit more security, hey? All right. Yeah, it okay. sounds good. All right, let's see. Let's see. What is it? 429. Oh, we should um, Do you want uh, a let folks know who we're listening to. Yeah, what's well, your job? You're the producer. It's not my job, but. Uh, hello, you're listening to hello. Radical Australia on 3CR, Community Radio 855am or streaming on 3cr.org.au and we're here with the wonderful Sam Wallman. How do you know he's wonderful? He is wonderful. We've know? known each other for many <laughs> years, Kelly I don't, and I. I. I don't want to know. <laughs> Why not? No, we met at Bendigo Street. <laughs> so many of you met at Bendigo Street. <laughs> That's so true. I mean, I even went to Bendigo we, Street. You guys have the Franklin, you know. Everyone was at the Franklin. I wasn't at the Franklin. No. Do you have one of those? No, we, no, I had 1971, the Day of Rage. Oh, true. Remember the Day of Rage? You know, the Whitlam's know dismissal was it? No, nah, that was 75, oh, mate. Whoops. That was before <laughs> Whitlam was elected. This was McMahon government. Every university closed down and about 20,000 university students descended on Canberra Whoa. on the day of rage and we had drumming for a full week. What were Took you raging the, about? doesn't matter, everything. <laughs> everything, yeah. like you do now. Everything, yeah. every. Oh, well, there was the Vietnam War, yeah. there was poverty, there yeah. was no Medicare, just went on and on. The day of rage, this was nice. pre, pre-Whitlam. People think Whitlam just arrived. Yeah. He arrived because of the popular movement that pushed them forward. To, Didn't to it come them. out of, t- was it 20 years of conservative rule before Whitlam? Uh, over 20 years, That's from 49 a- to 70. Uh, no, it's not appalling. It was wonderful. 20 years? It <laughs> was a wonderful period. <laughs> hey. We think, we well, think we 11 years of Howard was too much. Yeah, well, it was. Yeah, but One the, dif- the difference Howard. was, look, here you are, Sam. You're working at the call centre, mm-hmm. right? In seven, and you got, and you got 
let's say, a partner and 16 kids to support, all right? Okay? <laughs> You're working at a call centre, right? 1700s call centre. Yeah, yeah. You, well, we didn't have call centres in those days. <laughs> you know, you're working in a factory, right? In seven years, you could actually buy a home. Right. On a single wage. Whoa. Today, we have a couple, both working, their guts out, and if they're lucky, they can actually leave the mortgage to their children in their will. <laughs> That's what you call progress. <laughs> we need a day of rage. <laughs> we, need a, we need more than a yeah. day of rage. So it was a great. But that was 71. Um, let's get back to your story or your life. This is your life, <laughs> Sam. Oh, no. <laughs> Woman. Is that a – I was speaking to – I mean, I don't do any research in my yeah. guess, as you know. <laughs> and um, – and Kelly usually tells me about half an hour beforehand who the guest is. And I thought, is Woolman a bastardization of a German name? It is. It was. It is a German name. Or was. I think they shaved off the second N during the First World War. Ah, yes. Yeah, there's yes. some brick through the window or something. Yeah, yeah. You, you Huns, you were everywhere. <laughs> That's the trouble. I told you, didn't I, Kelly? You I said it. he's a no, bloody German. No one picks it. No one, except when I was in Germany and everyone just spoke to me in German because yeah. I have a very German head. Well, you do have a German head. <laughs> well, you actually don't have a German head. You have a Berliner's head. Ah, true. Well, you built hipster scum. Yep, hipster scum, exactly. <laughs> Berliner hipster scum that don't put up with shit. Yeah. That's a Berliner. <laughs> so let's get back to the creative process. You say you do. Obviously, all your work's original. Um, how do you start off on a cartoon? Um. Well, like probably just working out why why it should exist and trying to distill that pretty simply, like mm. even just writing it out in a sentence or two, what the gap it's trying to plug is, and then yeah, you try and develop the words and the pictures in some symbiosis because they're both equally important, but that's a little bit tricky. So I do usually lean towards the script or the text first, um, and then the imagery supports it. But it's just like getting a pen and paper and. Getting something down because, you know, people talk about the how terrifying the blank page is. So just getting some marks down and a few dot points, maybe thinking about what what feeling you want people to take away and, like, being really explicit about that, like zooming out really far and then, yeah, that's how I start usually. That's how you start. And what actually gets you going? Um, just playing around, like, actually trying to just have a like a big cup of coffee and enjoy that brainstorming time <laughs> right, right, right. um just doodling you know yeah, so, so freewheeling no, no more stoning type of freewheeling <laughs> <laughs> what no more stoner freewheeling. oh no 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 you need a clear head it it's is right good top. though if you're yeah. a bit buzzed or something and you look at a work that you've been working on with clear right. eyes you're like right. oh i see it yeah. from a different yeah. angle but yeah. even just getting up and making a cup of tea and stopping working on it for a minute will do that too yeah, right. It's, it's less harmful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting older. You know? It's funny, yes. isn't it? How you, how consciousness can change, like from in moments, yeah. like the way you see things. Yeah. Or... How many people are inside me? Yeah, yeah you know? it's wild. <laughs> Before you know it, Jesus will be staring at you from the page. <laughs> Why would he do that? Well. That's what we used to do in to primary magic school. Magic eye pattern. There was yeah. this thing in primary school. Did you have that? I where, loved it. Yeah, try, magic I, eye pattern. That's yeah. fine. Last year I tried during one of the weird lockdown activities. I was trying to make like a communist magic eye book oh, where you'd cool. stare at it and you'd reveal the hammer and sickle. Oh, what happened with that? <laughs> I couldn't. I almost got the technology. Like 
kind of found out this website where you could do it, but it just didn't look as good. Oh. Uh, maybe one day, but Great all of idea. our half-baked oh. lockdown oh. projects, you know. Great idea. <laughs> oh, so what is the struggle between the pencil or the pen and the ink and the iPad? Tell us about it. Do you it. have an iPad pen? I do. Oh, yeah, right. That's not the same. It's a game changer. It's not the mm. same. I hate to say it. You'd laugh at how much effort I go to to make my work look like it's not done on an iPad. Like after <laughs> I'm finished and it looks really corporate and shiny and then I add these fake paper textures and spatter it with ink and just do everything I can so it doesn't look like it's made on an iPad. And here I am telling all you guys. <laughs> do, you, do you think all cartoonists use an iPad these days, all the major cartoonists? Uh, yeah, most of them, I reckon. Yes. Not everyone. So what's the advantage? Um, just the flexibility is insane. Like you can press back if you don't like the line work. You can use symmetry so what you draw on one side of the page copies across to the other, which is good because I do a lot of like emblemy, big ornate things. And it's just it's changed my way, work in ways that I wouldn't have even thought possible when I got it because um, it just like has a billion weird features that just mean you can do stuff that is a bit more um, complex than just pen and paper. Wow. Does that mean that it expands um, kind of your identity beyond being an illustrator because it gets into the realms of like graphic design and all that. Is that right? That's, that's probably true. Yeah, back to our idea of every job being 10 jobs. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be a graphic designer. Come on, Sam. Mm. You don't want to be described as a graphic designer, <laughs> do you? Well, I every term has got drawbacks. Any, yeah, but it hasn't got any, you know, <laughs> zing to it. So many oh, no, this is Sam, graphic. the graphic yeah, designer. You don't know Come how on. much people look down on cartoonists, too. No, like, some no, people, no, like, no, they're no, like, no, I don't no. want to call you cartoonists. It's no, an no, insult, no. mate. No, no, no it's no. not. It's oh, fine. Oh, people my age. problems, those people. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, people my age adore cartoonists. Yeah, The fact that you can actually encapsulate a campaign and an idea in a drawing on a single page, that is an extraordinary skill. Oh, I mean, pe- people, you know, write doctoral thesis and you say, oh, yeah, here's the cartoon, <laughs> and you do a better job. <laughs> Seriously. Did you and bring we in... might make people laugh along the way, which is good. Did yeah. you bring in any work, Sam? I didn't ask you to. I did not. No, no, Sam, Sam. Look, Maybe I, I got something in my Sam, bag, Sam, but... look, I hate to tell you this, but <laughs> there's no video here. <laughs> I don't know what she's carrying on about. Look, you can put that up on the... No, on the podcast. he can talk about. He can, can talk t- about his. Tell him it's the most projects. beautiful artwork that he, I'm showing you right he, now. He's, right? Got a, he's got a brain. In case you run out of things need... to ask, Sam, I thought maybe. No, we don't run out of things to ask on this program. <laughs> I could go into his. We could talk about Bendigo Street. No, we could talk <laughs> he about. Want to talk we could talk about. We could do like the ABC. Talk about his sex life. You know, we could be. We could be really, really hip. But no, we're not going to do that. We're going to. Drill me about my childhood. I did not expect this. <laughs> We're going to drill. Well, 56 minutes, no ads, no community announcements. Yeah, that's Think right. about it. It's like you trying to encapsulate <laughs> the meaning of life in one cartoon. In one goofy little drawing. Right, exactly. Okay, it's not easy. This, this is a skill. I know you don't think it is a skill. But it no, is. it is. I, I remember listening to that. What was it called? The Anarchist Hour? When I worked in a warehouse in yeah. Spotswood oh, yeah. back in the day. Oh, my God. Joe's years show. Ago. Yeah. Anarchist World This Week, it's called. Oh, yeah. 45 years. Wow. Have, nobody's ever given me a job. <laughs> I mean, I've been waiting for that call <laughs> from Mur- Philip Murdoch. Philip Adams, he's been yeah. ha- hacking up a lung on the radio. You might get a, 
can't get a spot. Uh, yeah, well, I was actually banned from the ABC in 1999, but that's a different Whoa, story. Wow. Uh, let's get back to this cartooning thing. So who's your market? Who pays for it? Um, well, most of the stuff I do is for unions these days. Mm. So give, give us a recent uh, campaign you've been involved with. Uh, I did that one on the wall. Oh, you did that one? <laughs> wow, listeners, he did that one well, on the wall. That, you might like to help me describe it. No, it's, the, it's, the... <laughs> it's behind me. You're the one who's looking at it. Tell us about it. Um, that is the Homes Not Prisons poster campaign against Daniel Andrews' disgraceful expansion of the women's prison, mm. which I think they succeeded in stopping. Um, hopefully they That's they great. That. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, you, you know why they stopped it? Because there's an election, and if they win the election, we'll be back on the agenda. Ah, so they pressed pause. They, they just really... pressed pause. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I drew a picture of Daniel Andrews dry humping a prison cage the other day. That Did was you? quite cathartic. I don't know <laughs> how politically useful it is, but, <laughs> but that one's a bit more austere than the poster behind you. Uh-huh. Oh, she's, she, she, Kelly's just telling me how many more minutes we've got. So oh, I can right. actually, you know, hone down you on the could, real interview. You, you know? could have just not said that, you know. No, 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 we, no we say everything here. <laughs> this is that type of program. <laughs> Kelly walks out. I tell you, Kelly walks out. <laughs> she, I mean, we've got to make it real. Anything mate. you're smelling now that you'd like to tell the audience about? No, not really. Good. You don't smell. So you obviously had That's a shower good. yesterday. I got, I got in the lift. Leaving my apartment to come here, and someone had farted in the lift. Oh, oh that's I don't want to And then that I was scared that someone was going to get in and, and think it was me, so I almost got off. Oh my god! How Isn't trivial. that awful? What a that sign is, of the times! You what, know? what a sign of the times! That's the big <laughs> political question: not whether he will join the union, not whether we're going to have a yeah. proxy war with China, yeah. and we're going to be the new Ukraine. That's not what it's about. No. It's all about. Him, somebody farting in yeah. the lift and somebody thinking that it's saying, look. That's the real division what? in society. It's not boss versus workers. It's exactly. like, would you yeah. fart in the lift yeah. or not? Yeah. There are two types of people. Well, this what, is the binary. What you say to them if they come to the lift, I've got the perfect answer for you, Sam. <laughs> A perfect answer. You say, my name oh, is Sam Woolman. Oh, my God. I'm a descendant of German immigrants. <laughs> it's not my fart because it doesn't smell like a sausage. Was that funny? It's hilarious. You don't understand. <laughs> I should have said that. I sort of thought, would I say it wasn't me? But that just sounds like an admission of guilt. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. You just say, look, the smell's not mine. It's nothing Can't to be, be done. Yeah. Nothing. You know, I'm a meat eater. Yeah. <laughs> Ralph Worst, you name it, I hear it. <laughs> Are you a vegan, are you? Um, I don't eat meat. I eat fish occasionally, but yeah. I was vegan for a long time, but yeah. not what, anymore. What happened? Why did you fall off the bandwagon? Um, it's not not my... Um, I don't see it as the transformative thing that <laughs> I once did. Well, Adolf Hitler did. <laughs> yeah, okay. Not that... In, consumer choices aren't going to save us, but I mean, I do You're think kidding. it's good. If it's- I go and buy something in the supermarket that says it's green... That's not going to save us. I do think, like, at an individual level, like, I'm sure the animal would appreciate not being eaten, like Mm. each individual animal. So I don't Uh, think it's meaningless, but... It's a bit bit of a worry, isn't it? Because I I live up country and I see all these little animals and then they disappear and they've been hacked to pieces. And you think to yourself, well, were they happy that they were born? 
because they're going to assure you they're not going to be born. Yeah. You know, so. Maybe cows. Like, yeah. cows don't... It's You know, comparing, like, a battery chicken's life yeah. to a cow's life is yeah. pretty incomparable in yeah. terms of yeah. the ethics of eating animals because, mm. I mean, yeah, cow's just walking around a field, right? <laughs> eating. I still don't eat them, but... That, Seems less cruel than a yeah. chicken's life. Well, you know? they they eat in farts. You know. I know. I don't, know, I don't know if they catch back, lifts. Back to farts, right? <laughs> yeah, if they catch Our lifts. Theme. All right. Okay. <laughs> Tell us some campaigns you're involved on. Apart from that one, you've just won temporarily. Oh, let me think. No, don't I'm look in your my, bag. I'm getting my iPad. Oh, okay. uh, he's oh, got to get his iPad out. This is a first. <laughs> this is he hasn't got it. He hasn't got the he hasn't got the brains did, to tell us. I did one down at um right. Knauf, the plasterboard right uh, manufacturing site in Port yeah. Melbourne, CFMEU yeah. site. They were on mm-hmm. strike for forty days. They just won a few days ago. It was right. re- really really good. Mm-hmm. And my friend Holly, um, who's in a group called Workers Art Collective that we're both part of, right. we. Yeah, they were getting bored sitting around on the picket line because it's not as sexy as it sounds. You're just sort no, of no. sitting there like doing nothing. So and Especially if you haven't got a fire. Yeah, yeah. So one of the organisers was like, oh, we're going nuts with nothing to do. And so we went and made a, um, a banner with them and some placards. And it was fun because we were like, yeah, talking about what is happening at the site and like some of the funnier insights. And, you know, every job has its own little... Inside jokes and taglines mm. that mm. that resonate. So we were trying to like remix that into some propaganda that we were then all painting together as well, which was yeah really nice. Like there was a bit of a weird moment because we used these old um, core flutes that we rescue from old campaigns. So we have these hundreds of like yes vote <laughs> placards, and we tape them together so that they are white on both sides and uh, the yes bits are hidden. But one of the the workers was like, oh, I'm not holding that. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I could get a disease. But yeah, very homophobic. <laughs> it was quite annoying. I'm like, oh, God, we're here, like, not getting paid to back you guys I in. See. And then, um, but they came through. Like, we, we were all having good chats as it was going. And then when we finished making everything, everyone was holding up the signs and the banners that we'd made. And the guy, that guy accidentally held up yeah. the sign with the yes vote facing out and he's like oh and I'm like yep keep it up and, keep like, it up. and I snapped the photo of him yeah. holding it so I should, it. should post that across I'm social media that, that will destroy <laughs> that will destroy him all his mates will be pointing at him that, that's a good revenge it was a good little tra- transformative <laughs> yeah. moment though because yeah. I tried to like mention my boyfriend and stuff and just do a little bit of organic yeah. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. like this is not an abstract thing and yeah, yeah we were getting along and you'd like like to think that through struggle or campaigns or whatever, people do come to see each other more fully. So, yeah. 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 I think they do. Tell us about the Workers' Art Collective you've mentioned. Yeah, so that's, I don't know how long it's been going, five or six years. We, we work out of an art studio in Trades Hall. Um, there's about a dozen of us all doing visual art for... Um, like class struggle, I guess, or workers' movements, or whatever you want to call it, all different mediums. And, yeah, we're all friends, and we all sort of started it as a... Because we're all working in the same field where there are finite jobs and not... You know, there's a scarcity that that mentality can creep into a lot of artists' um, way of interacting with one another and seeing each other as competition. So we were like, nah, stuff that. Like, we want to back each other in and share materials and if we can't do a job or someone else might be better suited we'll refer each other to it and um yeah even just if you're working on a rough sketch and you're like oh i can't quite crack it someone else in the group 
will be willing to have a chat to you about it. So it's just a, a way to like be less atomized as artists, I guess. So, so are you all in one room or? Um, not often, but um, yeah, we have the group chat and we do, yeah, we do all meet up in different ways and different right. formations right. and have social media pages and stuff like that. But it's, it's just a loose clump of, of artists, you know, who are doing similar types of work. And I assume the commercial corporate media is falling over itself to buy your work, <laughs> Sam. They never ever even what? try. You know? They've never called you. They've never called me. And I've been doing radio for forty-five years. Although, no, wouldn't you just want to say no? Like you don't want to do it, but it'd be nice if they asked. You give them the finger. You, know? you want to hear a funny, a very funny story that happened to me about oh, about a decade ago. I got a call from Three AW. Oh wow! From the manager. What? Yeah. This is this has got a very interesting ending, and uh, I said, "Oh yeah, that sounds interesting. I'll go and have a chat to the manager." We have a chat, and he, we made a, he made a decision that he bring me in for. He was quite concerned about the uh, finance that was coming into the radio station because only old people were listening to it, <laughs> and they didn't have any money. Right? And they wanted something a bit different. Two days later, he gets the arts. That's oh. the station. That was the end of my career oh. on 3AW. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think his decision to try and bring you in was part of him getting fit? Yeah, I'm positive. Because <laughs> he was trying to change the lineup and get a bit more interested. Oh, you can't have that. No, because, you know, get has got more, to be right wing, wall he, to wall. Well, no, he wanted, yeah, he wanted more money for the station. Yeah. He was concerned. But getting you there, he was crazy thinking that <laughs> no, that was going to fly. It would fly. You know, I, I like to think of myself as a, as a left-wing shock jock. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry to keep bringing up Philip Adams, but he's got a column in The Australian, so I feel like there oh, is... True. They do like to fold in yeah. almost like the way, you know, the the true might of the king was expressed by having the confidence to have a court jester make fun of him or something. It's almost like yeah. if you can absorb the critique, then yeah, yeah. you're Teflon and, and, or something. And it's usually not a critique. Don't ask me about Philip. On this show. Sorry, I don't know why. I don't know why you keep talking. They all keep, they all keep talking about this octogenarian. You know, I'm a septagenarian. I don't want to talk about octogenarians. Now, get, getting back, getting back. So, how do you make a buck, mate, if the corporate media isn't falling over themselves to talk to you? Well, uh, legally, I don't know. legally. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just, I mean, I'm drawing constantly, so I sell prints that I make, and yeah, have this Patreon that people support. Unions will give me money to do art for them. I run oh, workshops. Yeah. Um, just a billion different incomes. I work. I do work as a support worker occasionally now. Right. Started that recently and looking for other work. But it's been like a um, bunch of years where I've just been doing the drawing and just like being my own boss, but like a really bad, abusive boss, whipping <laughs> myself to work all the time. Yeah. I did. I worked at Amazon for a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, tell us about that. That's interesting. Yes, that. That sucks. What's interesting about Amazon? Let him tell you. Everyone knows Amazon sucks, though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. We all know that. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is masochism at its worst. <laughs> you could have got a better job. No, but I was partly because my union covers warehousing uh-huh. and we knew it was going to disrupt the whole sector. And yeah, I could have done with it. a bit of extra money. And yeah, it was the first one opening in Australia. I was kind of curious and, and I ended up making a big comic about it. Um, so there were a lot of reasons, like we were trying to unionize it while I was working there. It was worthwhile, but God, it was a slog. Everyone's there, all like 18, scurrying around this warehouse, and I'm just feeling very crunchy, like hobbling around, yeah. trying not to take one of the yeah, toilet but, breaks. But, but Elon Musk got 
into space. Isn't that worthwhile? Yes, bless. I can't believe that, yeah, Isn't Jesus that even said that. He said, this is yeah. thanks to all of the Amazon workers. <laughs> Saying the quiet part loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you unionise workers there? Yeah, we got a couple of dozen members, but it, it's very – the problem is there's the churn, which is part yeah. of the business model. They just yeah. – like in America, there have been studies in, leaked from Amazon that say that they are going to run out of workers <laughs> because they just rip through people. And they said when we started, don't see this as a permanent job. And that is like a union-busting tactic to yeah. just make sure people aren't mm. around for long enough to care about the job, to care about each other. So, yeah, we got people to sign up, but by the time I left, you know, everyone – yeah. That might have the same values that also left. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to put up with that shit. <laughs> that was yeah. awful. <laughs> no, it's, it's horrible. There's a lot People of horrible like, work out there. People would get so tired from yeah. the shift that they, like two yeah. times co-workers crashed their car just yeah. leaving because mm. they're just so burned out from how yeah. active the job yeah. is. But oh. anyway. Is that picking, picking products? Picking, yeah. Picking. Walking around or on a machine? You, yeah, you're walking at Amazon pace, they call it. Very. It's oh, like almost that? a jog. Amazon pace, yeah. Amazon pace, Amazon pace, and they joke. They're like, "Oh, you won't need a gym membership working here." Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazon pace. I love it. Amazon pace. Isn't that wonderful? (laughs) Send, send him. We must also mention before we run out of time. We're not going to mention Don't that. forget. I haven't forgotten. You don't even know what I'm talking about. You're talking about the artwork we're surrounded with here at yes. 3CR. I know how you think, Kelly. <laughs> All right? Oh, yeah. Oh, now, 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 are you responsible for these radio font <laughs> gargoyles we get every week? <laughs> That's a couple of years ago now, but yeah. Where, I don't see it in here. Oh, they've been. I'm going to have a they've, tantrum. They've you know, been, I'm an artist. They've been archived. No, you're oh. not an artist. You're in They're tangible. They're upstairs, yeah. big in the, oh, yeah. in the yeah. training room. Yeah, nice. you're, you're, you're an intangible cultural asset. That's what I put it would on describe my tombstone. You. Put it, no, that's what I'd say to people. You're an intangible <laughs> cultural asset because you are. You get called a wanker for no. third as much as that. No, stuff them. <laughs> Nothing wrong with wanking. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Sex in, positive. Yeah. yeah. Intangible cultural asset. You, we should be paying you <laughs> as a community. No, see, I'm deadly serious about this. We should be paying people with your skills as a community to continue to do that work without having the financial pressures. I appreciate that. I do, I do feel that solidarity from some people. Like, sometimes I'll do a, a job for a union or an NGO or something and I'll send them a quote via email and then they'll discreetly call me and be like, ask for more. It's <laughs> <laughs> very much appreciated. Yes, yes. So people, people do have my back because I think people recognise that it is a very precarious life. Oh, just because you, you're just so talented and um, your cartoons just get right to the point and they're so smart and they're just visually mm, engaging. Oh. That's why. Thank uh, you. <laughs> you've got That's you've just got. the truth. I'm not sucking That's up. Nice. You appreciate your it. number one fans in the studio <laughs> here, Kelly. Well, like, I never knew. Oh, you, you, but she's not that productive <laughs> in terms of cartoons. Anyway, that's true. She's the world's number one producer, <laughs> but true. not the- and political organizer and skull crusher. Skull crusher. Yeah. Tell us about the skull crushing. What's going on here? She's pretty staunch, is she? Yeah. What? She's a headbanger. <laughs> Oh, this is it. This is, this is fascinating. Now, at this stage of the little chat, we ask you: Do you have any plans for the future, Samuel? Um, I am. No, no, you don't look at the clock. I look at the clock. That's know. the way it works. <laughs> I don't tell you how to draw. It's, like, it's a bit like a casino. You no windows. The clock's hidden. 
just in here forever. Yeah, but but you're on a winning streak because you're talking to <laughs> that's us. That's right. That's right. Oh, I'm working. I'm working on a a book with Jeff Sparrow, so collaborative mm. thing. That's oh, who's that be... again? Jeff. Sparrow. Um, you don't know who Jeff Sparrow. Is... Name rings a bell. He wrote Radical oh. Melbourne many yeah. moons ago. He's a guard, Guardian two. columnist. Yeah, a Guardian columnist. Yeah, he's like old. Older commie fella, he's a legend, a bit of a mentor yeah, of mine. He, he, he actually believes that history teaches us lessons. He wrote uh, Radical Melbourne 1, Radical Melbourne 2, and he brought out a lot of information which was sitting in the archives. I mean, as you know, Sam we and, and Kelly, we, we, we have no respect for our history. We think, wow, we got pensions, aren't we yeah, lucky? And nobody the sky. Yeah, that's right. The boss was really nice and they gave it to us because we asked for it. No, we like history. The Anzacs, um, Captain Cook. There's a lot of history that we love in Australia, you know? No, no, that's, that, that's, that's, that's not history. That's their story. Yes. Not our story. That's true. There's a difference. That's why 3CR is important too. Don't suck up to 3CR. You don't <laughs> no, know I love that. 3CR. Why do you like, well, when did you get first involved with 3CR? Oh, man. Maybe like nearly 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Yeah, it was like a, a, a cartoonist show mm. here. Really? Yeah, many moons ago. Were you on it? Yes. I was very, very nervous. One of the presenters? No, no, no. I just, just was a guest. Ah, I guess. Mm. I, should, I thought about doing breakfast at one stage, but mm. I hate getting up early. So. Mm. You got, you but got... thanks for it. It is like a really important contribution that you guys make doing this. Mm. But. Yeah, um Breakfast, it's they're the heroes and heroines and in betweens on breakfast. They get up yeah, really they do early and, and, and actually read the Murdoch press. That's what I can't get <laughs> yeah. over. They actually read that shit <laughs> and then they dissect and it in the morning. It somehow. You read it too no, I don't. for analysis. Never, never. What do you base your analysis on then? On what's Experience. going on? Experience. Experience. I listen to the news, that's it occasionally. I don't. And then you analyse. You get experience. Yeah, that's owned by, owned oh, by Murdoch. Oh, that's owned oh, by Murdoch. No, 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 not all of it. Oh, does that mean that you I listen, listen to, to the redacted, those three little letters? <laughs> I, I, I listen, believe it or not. What I do is I read, I go to the foreign news and I actually read <laughs> the captions underneath because that gives you facts usually. Mm. And especially if you look at the French-English news, it actually gives you the source of the where that information comes from. I don't listen to the ABC. I don't listen and I don't read Murdoch. I mean, I actually put a motion here 10 years ago, which was defeated, but is now it's, it's, it's to actually ban Murdoch papers from here because we were bloody paying the bastards. Oh, really? So that, And they said, oh, but News Breakfast needs to know what they, uh, what they write. And I said, well, they write the same thing every day. <laughs> Yeah, they just hit the race bait button. Now, now these days, COVID nineteen got rid of them. Now, getting back to you, the future. Yes, is now the future. I'm just going to keep drawing pictures. Right, trying to support grassroots stuff going on. Aren't you going to get a real job? Aren't you? I am. I'm trying to get a real job at the moment. So, and I'm trying to look for one that will allow me to draw while I'm doing it, but also that will give me skills to fall back on because I I do acutely feel how insecure my my working life is. It's really gig. It's, I'm like a gig worker in some way. Like yeah. Some weeks I don't have any income and some yeah. weeks I've got several gigs and it's just very hard to predict and imagine myself like 20 years from now. So, yeah, I've got some job interviews lined up. And yeah. Have you ever thought of 
speaking to the ACTU about becoming their resident cartoonist. I mean, deadly serious. Because all they, all the unions can do this today is manipulate the media. You know, it's striking true. is illegal. I don't think I would want to draw what the ACTU would make me draw just quietly. No, no, one, no, no, no one's no. listening to this, right? Because no. I don't want to draw pro Labor Party stuff. Well, you don't have a draw. You're just a resident cartoonist. That's a big part of the ACTU. Well, maybe, sadly, maybe, maybe you should sell yourself on the net. Oh yeah, I'll make a different <laughs> illustrative style, and then just do the most sellout art. No, 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 no. Oh, you mean in a non-cynical way? In a non-cynical way. Oh, okay. actually, people actually donate money to your site to keep you drawing. We can actually make you a real intangible cultural asset. That would be nice. But there is a part of me that also just misses like having co-workers and. Oh. Using my body and like, you know, because also it's hard to keep coming up with symbolism to draw about the same sorts of issues all the time. So I wouldn't mind it if it wasn't my, you know, my ability to eat wasn't dependent on how much I could draw because you know, maybe I'd draw a half or a third as much, but that might actually make the work better because it would sort of distill things. Because, yeah, people, they're always like, oh, I draw the workers with their fists in the air or whatever. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, oh that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm like, come on. Come on, it's the 21st century. <laughs> they're on a computer. Yeah, on their own, <laughs> crying. <Yeah. laughs> Working three jobs at once. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling bad about having to get work. And, mm. Yeah, I'm happy to... Happy to keep working in different ways, and I think that will fold something different into the artwork. Are you as well. trying to terminate the interview? I heard some music there, Kelly. Oh, yeah, What's we just got on? some outro. Oh my tune god, playing. how boring, Kelly! I thought you were the. This is like your your speech at the Academy Awards. You're getting <laughs> yeah, yeah. played off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're playing you off. Sam. <laughs> now, Sam, one last question as she plays plays you off. <laughs> how would you like the world to change? Oh, well, as a socialist, I would like to see all democracy everywhere in the workplace, mm. in your neighborhood, greatly expanded democracy. That is my my one thing. You know, we hear a lot of ragging on everyday people having more yeah. control over their life. And even we hear a lot of anti-democratic speech as yeah. well these days, which yeah. is kind of a wild yeah. place to be in. But I think and one way we could get that would be with like the right to strike. So I'd like to mm. see us arcing up about that a little bit more. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we can complain about the Chinese not having the right to strike, but we don't like to complain about Australians not having the right to strike. <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty That's of right. living in the land of the, the brave and the free, or yeah. the USA. Well, Sam Wolman. Volman. Volman, that's right. Volman, Volman. Yeah, I got confused when she said Volman to me. I thought, no, he's German. He's German. He has to be. Thank you very much for coming in. We wish you all the best. And as far as 3CR is concerned, I'm going to make an executive decision. You are an intangible cultural asset. Thank you, guys. And do never speak down about yourself, all right? I appreciate that. Speak up. Because if you don't speak up, nobody gives a shit, mate. You know that. Thank you very much, Kelly.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.